Time for another plow. Time for another team profile and projection here on Talking Baseball brought to you by DraftKings. Not a player profile and projection. That's what we do on Talking Yanks. This is a team. We're talking about a whole team, Trev. We're talking about your Tampa Bay Rays. Jake's Tampa Bay Rays. I think he's actually the highest on them. And can you tell us why, Jake? Can you tell us who they added and who they lost? Jim, I'll tell you why. This team went to the big dance last year. We got to see them lose the World Series. And who else did they lose? How about a guy with a sigh in the bag? Blake Snell finally escapes Tampa, and he's with the Fathers now in San Diego. Charlie Morton. How about that? Goes up to the Braves. John Boy was on at first. Hunter Renfro, an enjoyable stint. Uh, Nate Lowe goes over the Texas Rangers. Aaron Loop, who was so good. Jose Alvarado, who came back. Sledgers, the tall boy from Cali. And John Curtis, date my daughter. He's on the Marlins now. So that's a lot of pitching, and what came in was also... Pitching, Chris Archer, Trev's friend, actual real-life friend. He's going there, rehabbing his career. Rich Hill, Dick Mountain, keep twirling a kid. Michael Waka Waka Waka, he's there doing it. Colin McHugh sat out last year. Luis Patino and Francisco Mejia, they were the big pieces they got in the Snell trade. Chris Mazza, Jeffrey Springs. They added some arms, and it's a place where arms want to go. But, Trev, you know I want to hear about the bats, Big Daddy. I like the lineup, guys. Mm. I'm optimistic about the lineup. I wasn't sure I was going to be. Mm. We'll start out with the catcher position. We got two guys. Mike Zanino, who struggled last couple years, actually, uh, is going to be back there along with the guy that came over uh, with Patino, Mejia. So we'll see where that shakes out. Uh, first base, we got our Yankee killer, Garrett Cole's nemesis, G-Man Choi. Second base, Brandon Lau. I always, is it Low or Lau? He's Lau. He's the Lau, I thought He's so. He's the Lau. Brandon Lau with a excellent 2020 as well. Willie Adamas had a great 2020. He'll be at shortstop. I really like him at short. I really like him a lot. Uh, third base, we got Joey Wendell. Left field, our guy, Randy Arozarena. I think we were really high on him before anybody else <laughs> yeah. was high on him. Yeah. Because we were doing the homer draft, and he kept hitting homers. And we're like, this guy is like somebody, right? We had it, yeah. Balled out in the playoffs. Love to see that. Center field, my guy, KK. The sh- what did they call him? The sheriff? That's Paddock. I think they, he might have. call him something like that. I thought, I think I they call him the uh, king of winter. Hot. Outlaw. Yeah, the maybe outlaw. they call him that. The outlaw. The outlaw. That's close. Yeah. Love KK out there in center field. Right field, Manny Margot. And DH slash first base, we got our boy Austin Meadows, who struggled last year. He did have COVID. I give 2020 a wash. This guy's a baller. I just saw him at a homer in spring training yesterday. Uh, that's the lineup. They got some guys really close on the fringe of coming and making a big impact. But the main reason these guys are good. Jim, tell us about the rotation and the pitching staff. Well, as Jake said, a lot of pitchers left. A lot of pitchers came. So I don't know what the hell their rotation is going to be. We know that Glass now will be at the top of it, and there's some exciting conversations about what he showed this spring. I mean, Archer 
kind of pencil in as the two. I would say Yarbrough's the two. I have Archer here, Rich Hill, Waka, McHugh, Fleming. Like, they got a bunch of rookies, too. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how they even – might be like a bulk day every day for them. They still have the big guys in the bullpen that they, they, they leaned on a lot last year. They have Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, Pete Fairbanks, Ryan Thompson – who was the other guy in the bullpen? It was those three. It was Castillo, Fairbanks, and Anderson. Those were the three. Yeah. Yeah. So the bullpen's still going to play. And, you know, with the Rays, you look at all those names and you just think, well, I don't know which ones are going to be, but someone's going to have a turnaround season and someone's going to come out of the clouds and they'll piece it together and be really good. You just don't know which way it's going to go. Um, Kind of pitch mix stuff on the rotation. I can start with Glass now has debuted a new slider in spring training. Mm. It's nasty. He, th- uh, he threw it 22 times in one game, and it was really – it was a good pitch, and he had good control of it. He got a lot of swings and misses on it, and uh, he needed a third pitch real bad. So that's exciting. Chris Archer, your boy, Trev, mm. opened up his press conference and said, I will not throw a single two-seamer this season. Let it eat, baby. Let it eat. Is that because he just did it, it got rocked, or did that lead to injuries, or is that something that like the Pirates told him to do and he didn't want to? I don't know the answer to that question. If I'm just answering it like from my brain that doesn't have much insight on why he decided to do that, I would say that he has talked to their analytics department and they said, Chris, this is what's going to play right now. This is what you're doing well, and this is what's going to play. Your sinker's not going to play, so let's scrap it and throw this a lot more. And I bet that's what happened. He started throwing it in 2018, I think. That's when he went to the Pirates, right? The sinker? Yeah. Yeah, according to his pitch mix, he threw it up until 2014, totally scrapped it for 15, 16, 17, and then it came back in 18. I wonder if that's when he went to the Pirates or not. I wonder if they're like, we have a plan for you. You're going to throw the sinker. And that's why he did his press conference. like, I'm not throwing it. I have no idea. That's um, fun. Is he is he a high-spin guy, Jim? Do you know? You uh, it seems to me my his, facing him. His slider his slider's crazy high. It's 2,600. Okay. Um, his slider's really high. His fastball and sinker, they, they're 22. I bet you his four seam is up. If he's just going to throw that, I bet you he's found some finger pressure that works better for him. He's probably got the RPMs up on that as well. He had really good whiff rate on his four seamer um, in 2019 before he got hurt. He had an 18% whiff rate, so that's really good. So I don't know. Hot boy. Hot. Where do you guys want to go on this one? I'll go. Jake, go for it. We've alluded to it a little bit last year. Trevor Plouffe was first all over the race. You know, before the season started, he's like, I like this Arena guy. Don't know much about him, but I like him. Um, no, Trev, you, you were all in. You you were loving last year's Rays team, and they they went to the dance. Um, you know, ran into a tough Dodgers team that's been thirsty for it for years, and they, they still put up a little bit of a fight. I mean, they were outgunned, man. I remember when we were down there, you know, doing the pregame shows, and we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> look at these lineups yeah. on paper, and they look like two teams that shouldn't be sharing the field together, but the Rays are going to raise. Um, and 
I know you guys have been down pretty big on the loss of Snell and Morton, and I get it, man. I mean, those are dudes. Those are big-time dudes and through big playoff innings for them. Um, the thing for me is I, I just, I've seen it for too many years now. These Rays are going to raise, man, and they are going to find outs. Like, they only pushed Blake Snell in the regular season so hard. It's not like every every fifth day he was coming in and giving them the seven shutout they needed. Like, he would come in and he'd do his thing. Sometimes it would be five innings, sometimes it would be less. Like, they didn't care. So the Rays look at baseball differently. Uh, you know, it started with the shifts and how they were using pitchers. Now a lot of people are starting to copy them that it's almost not just the Rays. They still look at innings differently. They've got those guys in the back back of the bullpen that you'll they'll use any one of them for a save. They'll use any one of them to set up. They'll use any one of them to get out of an inning. That's kind of the dream modern-day bullpen. Well, they've got these other guys that, you know, the clock image started coming out on Twitter. They've got guys that throw from every angle. It's a bunch of freaks. And, uh, man, it... I think organizationally, they are just so set up pitching-wise that we've got guys like Archer and Waka and Rich Hill who went there to to figure out what's up, um, to, to try to extend their career. So they've always got young bodies on the way. I mean, you look at their, their top 10 prospects are listed in the top 120. Um, some of them are looking to be here soon. And, man, I, I think the thing that's put me over the top is where the lineup's at right now is actually, you know, where a Rays lineup is normally at. I like this Rays lineup more than normal. Uh, Austin Meadows, you know, the best hitter on the team from the last full season, he had a tough year last year with COVID and everything going on. Like, he's supposed to be the dude for them. Lau took a leap. A Rosarena, is he the best ever? We don't know. We'll find out. And the other guys just do what they do. So I'm I'm in on these Rays. I have the same, very similar expectations to last year. The pitching was better last year. I mean, I agree. You with really that, need yeah. two guys to step up to to give you. I mean, if you remember, Glasnow wasn't great in the regular season nope. last year. It was it was really Morton was the best, right? Or the postseason. Yeah, it's Morton and Snell were the two guys. So. Uh, Yarby had a decent season, but some games he gave up four. I like Yarby a lot. I think that they messed around with him so much, it makes me mad at him. Yeah. Arbitration nonsense stuff. But, I, I mean, I think Yarbrough can take a step up. I think he might be, you know, if we're doing like that, like, oh, wow. But they've kind of been hiding him on purpose. So, I like him. I mean, Archer and Waka and uh, Rich Hill, like, I have no idea. Yeah. Rich Hill's the guy that I'm so excited to see in Tampa. Like, what are they going to turn him <laughs> into? Yeah. Like, what are, they're going to tweak some things. They're going to make him throw, you know, are they just making him throw exclusively his curveball? Something weird like that, they're going to tinker with him. And I'm excited to see, like, what comes out of that. And the same thing with Archer and Waka. You know, they know Arch very well. But at this point in his career, he's a little different than when they had him. So what are they going to do? And you, I know you guys hate when I talk about player development. This is an organization that develops players. And they can unlock potential. That's what they pride themselves on. That's how they get the job done year in, year out. They're putting up competitive teams because they're able to unlock. They put their guys in good situations. They platoon them the right way. And they're able to figure out things. They didn't do that with me. I don't know. They were just saving it for some other people. I didn't get unlocked there. I got locked. 
they actually locked me up and <laughs> threw me away. But I, I'm excited. I, I agree with Jim. I don't think the pitching, the starting pitching at least, uh, is on par with what they had last year. But I don't, I, I don't think that matters too much for them. They'll just mix and match the right way. And if you're looking at a way to think about the Rays, if you're not a Rays fan and you're just, you know, what are you, what are we talking about? How do they do things differently? They're like, they're not computer baseball, but it's like front office controlled games. Front office puts them in places that tell them where to be, and then they let their guys go be themselves. So it's kind of this weird dynamic where it's a lot of the decisions are already made for them throughout the game. But at the same time, they want you as a player to just go do whatever you want there. Whatever makes you successful, they want you to do. So it's a really cool dynamic that they have going on there where it's they let you they let you be yourself. It's I've I've referenced it like the inmates running the asylum. And then but they put you in places and situations to succeed. And that's 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 the formula that they use there. Trev, you allude to it every time we talk about the Rays, how there's this like machissimo um, inmates running the asylum you just said, but it's they can do that because it's hey Yandy Diaz and Mike Brasso know what you guys do you kill lefties so you're gonna be out there for the lefty go get it and be you and that's a really empowering thing for a baseball player um, and you you just see it on the field a lot of these guys find themselves in the right spot to do what they do um, so yeah I I mean I I fully get what you guys are saying with the pitching. I think part of that is hoping Glass now takes the next step with the Rays. Uh, he's basically has a full season uh, going back to since he got traded in 2018. Uh, 34 starts, 173 innings, a 3-3-2 ERA, 231 strikeouts, and we keep waiting for it to just fully click because when it does, I mean, the guy's lined up to be a monster. So I think the Rays formula this year is that when the postseason comes along, you know, Snell and Morton were their one-two punch. They want Glass now to be one of those guys, and then they want whoever's going to step up, whether it's a young kid they call up or whether it's Archer founded or they figured out something with Waka's nasty changeup. But, I mean, if there's a team I'm not too worried about getting through innings, it's the Rays, man. And, I mean, we our last memory of Snell in the postseason was that incredible World Series start, and I'll, I'll never take that away from him. Um, but leading up leading up to that start, Snell had been good. He was 24 innings with the 3-3 ERA, which in the postseason, that's really nice. But if there's a team that can replace it, it's these guys. We'll see. I mean, how many pitchers do you think are going to throw 100 innings for him? I think, I mean, uh, a bunch of them. I think a bunch of them are going to get to that mark. And I think another guy that's not even, we didn't even talk about yet is going to get to that mark. I think Patino is going to be up here and he's going to be pitching for them. And that's that's the thing where I I see what you're saying, Jim. I mean, Tyler, they obviously want Yarbrough, should be able to. And then, like Archer, he's coming off some injuries, but he's a guy who's pitched a lot of innings in the past. Waka pitched last year. Last year, I think they had four guys. Last year they had, or 2019, they had five guys throw 100 innings. 2018, they had two. But and that's like a, that, so I feel like they're going to go back to that 2018 strategy of no starting pitchers besides Glass now. Like, um, they kind of made the think, turn on Yarborough. 
Yeah, but he still doesn't. I think they're going to have a bunch of them are going to throw around that like 130, think 140 so? mark. I think they're going to yeah. go bulk guy every game. I think they're going to go three guy like your starter, like Hill, Hill and Archer, like for the first two months, you get three innings. You're out. You can't do that though to your bullpen. That's the only thing. That's what you I'm can't worried do it about. The whole year. But they did. They did that. They did that in 2018. They won 90 games and they only had two pitchers pitch over 100 innings. And 100 innings isn't that much. 200 innings used to by be by necessity. Like the thing. Was there injuries? Not Is by ne- no, no, not, no, no, by design. But I mean, the, I, I, the veteran guys that you just mentioned—they're guys who have pitched innings before. Yeah, Baca, but Archer, Rich Hill, coming off injuries in a weird year. I mean. The whole talk of baseball is that no one's going to really yeah. right. let it eat. So I'm just very interested in the formula that they have in mind of how they're going to get through this. I know Eno Saris wrote a whole article, and I don't doubt that they're going to be really, really good and people are going to step up and like win roles. I'm just so interested. Like, Do they have starters, or is every game going to be like 2018 where they have an opener for two innings and then another guy for three innings in the bullpen. Well, and 18 does have a caveat. I mean, they traded Archer when he had 96 innings. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was on path, path for that, and then they traded for Glass now, who threw 55. So that's – they basically so three. had three starters. Still not a lot. Do that. Um, no, I mean, hey, it's, it's going to be the conversation throughout baseball this year is how do you survive the pitching, but – these dudes have young bodies ready to come up, and we know this team is going to use the bus because they have. Um, Josh Fleming has pitched for them a little bit. He'll be up there throwing innings. I'm with you on Patino. I, I think he's the real deal, Trev. Um, I, it's a question of when. When are they going to give him the chance? Do they save him? Um, you know, they used McClanahan for the first time in the playoffs last year. He'll be around. Trevor Richards, is Honeywell finally going to get his chance to do it on the bump? Like, these guys have Edges bodies. Are so soft. <laughs> They're so soft. Look, think about what we're talking about yeah. right now. It's the talk around baseball. Are these guys going to pitch enough, like 100 innings? Are you kidding me? You just had a year <laughs> off, basically. You better throw 100 innings. You better throw 150 innings. I'm so. Boomer Travis coming out. I love I'm it. so sick of the pitchers. Oh, Trev, wait. Not one. Get them, and you know what's 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 real about this is they all want to throw 200 innings. Every single one of them wants to, but they're not also they're also not going to complain when they take them out that third time through the order. We ended we ended up on Smoltz's. We ended up on John Smoltz's baseball reference yesterday. He got oh Tom, he got Tommy John closed for three years, and then from ages 38 through 40. He threw two hundred plus innings. So like sometimes, sometimes I do that, and I'm like, oh, that's why he's kind of pissy on the broadcast, huh? Yeah, same with all those old. School, go look at Burt Blylevin's oh. baseball reference page. I mean, he's throwing three hundred innings and his team pictures too. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think I get what you guys are saying about how they're gonna keep guys down. There might be an opener. I don't think they're gonna use an opener every game. Um, not but, even a, not an opener really. It's more just like uh, bolt guys, like not a one inning. Not how they use Stanek. Like, just I just think they're they have twelve starters for a reason. So I'm interested to see how they deploy them. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you never know with them. They they're very innovative. They could have a strategy already ready to go. Uh, but I haven't heard anything crazy like the uh, of their plans. What I have seen is a guy that they let go, Jake, that you referenced, Jose Alvarado, go to the Phillies. Go look at some of his highlights yeah. right now. He is filthy. Another guy that like learned a new slider grip. He already had a pretty good slider grip, and he learned a new one. It's got incredible depth to it. And for them to be able to just like 
let that guy go, that tells you something about what they think about their pitching depth. Yeah, Alvarado looks gross. I didn't get that one. Dude. It was 100, and it goes one way, and then yeah. it's It's a risk breaker. It's not fun. I'm really excited for Randy Orozarena. I am so excited to see if he continues to be the best ever. Like, if he gets off to a hot April, we got a... a he kind of needs not to. Like a good April. Yeah, he needs Imagine to Imagine if like he picks up where he left off <laughs> no. and just has an insane April. No. I think it'd be like big talk of baseball. It's th- funny that he's the fourth-ranked prospect because I don't see him as a prospect <laughs> anymore, but I guess he hasn't reached that that service time status. So uh, good for him, but he's a big leaguer. And Let's stop calling the guy a prospect. So funny. I love the prospect stuff, and I, I think I referenced this before on one of the main episodes, but Randy Rosarena listed right here as the fourth prospect in baseball, and he, he was not that until he came up to the show and he ranked a little to the bit. Show. So it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that just all you prospect huggers, that's – he should be an example for you. Prospect I, rankings are the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Don't tell Keith Law that. That's dumbest my guy. Thing. Like Randy Rosarena jumps up a bunch of spots because he did it on the biggest stage in the most pressure. Oh, duh. Yeah. It should be, they should only rank guys that have not seen big league action at all. <laughs> That's very fair. That's like That's if a, a guy. You had your chance. Randy Rosarena cannot be ranked. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're going to bump this dude up. We got a good hunch on him. You don't have a hunch. <laughs> He's seen it. The dude you fucking performed. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned them at the start, but if there's a team where prospects have to get mentioned, uh, Wander Franco, number one prospect in baseball. He's going to be on a lot of people's tongues this year if they give him the call or not. Uh, Trev, you mentioned Willie Adamas, who has some really, for a 25-year-old shortstop, Willie Adamas has been very solid. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes out of the gate because, holy smokes, if he struggles – People are going to be screaming for Slick Willie, uh, for for Wander. So, and they've got a Rosarena Patino we mentioned in the trade. Um, couple younger guys, Xavier Edwards, Slapdick. That's tough. He he better be good because otherwise he'll just be remembered as the guy Snell called a Slapdick on the front. But these guys are going to call up so many young arms, and some of them are going to have so much funk. I think there's a dude in this organization that has something called like an Invisa fastball, like it's just on a plane you can't find it and stuff. These guys. Hunt, they go to the circus, and then they bust them out, and you say, what the hell was that? You know, Adamus gets a lot of slack, man. Or flack? Is it flack or slack? I think flack. This postseason, he was bad. He was bad in the postseason. When you look at his career numbers, for a shortstop, he's got an over 100 OPS+. plus. For a young shortstop, he's done it. He's solid. And he can pick it. Like, he is not the problem. I know in the postseason he was basically an out. And I kept saying he's going to come up big and do something. He's going to come up big and do something. And he came up in huge situations <laughs> didn't do and something. didn't do anything. Didn't do but he's a guy you, like, as a shortstop, you want the ball hit to that guy. And that's what the Rays see in him. And he's, like I said, he's given them over league average offensive production as well. I, I really like this guy. I know the Wander Franco's on the cusp of coming up. Be interested to see what they do when that time comes. Because Willie is what? He's 25? Yeah. And they have yeah. control of him for three more years. Obviously, we didn't do this because it's obvious at this point, but Ceiling is winning the division. Ceiling is winning the World Series. 
How much do you think they can drop? Do you think they could finish third in the NL East? Yeah. AL East, obviously. Yeah, they could. They could. Not likely, but they could. Not likely. Uh, the Jays would have Jays. to be, like, so so special. Yeah, and, I mean, Jays. we just did them. And, I mean, like, it's just it's, it's so funny the effect a team has. Because this race, this race pitching on paper compared to the Blue Jays doesn't blow you away. It's not like, oh, my God. Because you it's don't even know. It's just the fact it's the Rays. Like, their organization pitches. Because we don't even know. We have all the ingredients. We have no idea what their recipe is. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea how they're going about this. And and that's kind of where they like everyone to be. Like, the best thing the Rays have going for them in the AL East is they own the Yankees in the mental game. And you saw that on display last year. Like, the Yankees just are mentally beaten by the Rays and their strategies, and the Yankees try to counter it. And not, it's a... Uh, <laughs> it's the best thing they have going. And the other thing, that, the the word we haven't said, I mentioned that I I like the lineup more than I I really have for a lot of Rays teams. They they play such good defense, man. Um, I mean, remember Joey Wendell dropping his hammer at third base during the World Series? But like, yeah. remember uh, those first couple games of the ALCS and versus the Yankees, and it was just like, yeah, he he looked great every play. These and guys make every single play. Like huh? you, you never see someone. It goes back to you never see someone put in a bad position. But man, all of these guys pick it. And I mean, Kiermaier, Margot, or Rosarena, like don't hit it to the outfield. The ball's not dropping. So they uh, on that side of the ball, they're also and it feeds their pitching. Margot's going to get traded. Prime trade candidate for them. Think so. I don't know. They'll, they'll trade guys no matter what. Even if they're having a good year, they always trade. That's how they find Nick Anderson's. Yeah. They trade their Stanek, the got, opener. He's got two years left. They don't That's who they love trading, Trev. But they got him at a cheap price already. I know. I mean, I really don't know if he's going to get traded, but they're going to trade some people. He was Coach Ballgame's player to watch last World Series, and he was electric. Every time he was on the field, you he made you go, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, ah. an ooh guy. <laughs> <laughs> coach Ball game, shout out. Used to be Have a glass guy. of milk, Coach. <laughs> oh, God. Hot. Oh, snap. That was lit. So where oh, are shit. we at? Uh, we got to do the over-under, and we got to do, did Max have a fun stat? He did. Max's fun stat. Ryan Thompson was the only pitcher in baseball last season to have 15-plus inches of horizontal movement on his fastball. And his slider. So horizontal movement. So the ball was going, or no, horizons this way. Mm-hmm. So his yeah. fastball and vertical ends. would be the what you're talking about. Okay, so he's sidewind. So his fastball goes 15 and a half inches to the right. His slider goes 18 inches to the left. Two seamer and slider. I don't think that yeah. mean. I think that's like you'd rather be vertical. Just so you know. Like, give me the guy that goes side to side, and I'll hit him. But the guy Ooh. that's going vertical depth is tough. In your face, Ryan Thompson. <laughs> Trevor Plouffe's Sorry, taking Ryan, I don't know. Like, you're probably offer way more than that stat, you know, gives you credit for. He's gross. Next, Aaron O'Day. Set her to here first. DraftKings over under for the Rays is 85 and a half. Why? I, that's what I was thinking. Would they have the Blue Jays? I know Jays I'm positive. They have the Blue Jays at 86 like and overs, half. but... Why do they have – I'm taking the over. Why do they have that so low? This is free money. It is free money. I mean, some obviously the injury bug, that's the only thing you can 
we can say that about any team. I mean, how does that happen? It's the Blue Jays being really good and the Red Sox also finding magic. And if they have to, I always forget. Like last year, we only played in the same division, AL East, NL East, all that. Is that the same this year? They're playing like. It's, yeah, it's normal. The divisions are playing their interleague play in divivisions this year. That's how it lined up. The East is but playing they're, East. Like the AL, okay. AL East it's is going to normal, play but the I, AL Central and AL West and all that. I think that's what it would have been yeah. this year. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, normal. Lined up. It's normal. Okay, so they, their interleague division is the NL East, and that has something to do with the wins and loss total for sure. Yeah. Because that's a damn good division. I, 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 I see a scenario where they lose... Or I'm not as high on this team. I, I have not get that. I have not gotten that tingly feeling that I got from the Rays last year when we were doing these. I can see a scenario where they go under for sure. You know, this is a team that like things have to go right for. They had the Red Sox at 80. Rays guys have to step up. Rays Jays series are going to be electric. Yeah. Just let Gosh, the Rays pitch I almost to the Jays under day. now. You want to take the under now? Under Trev. I know, uh, you know, I, I want to take the over, <laughs> but I can see a scenario where, like, look, the Rays way isn't always going to be the best way. Like, it lined up last year and everything happened right. Teams hate going that to happen? the drop. I just it's looked over. at that. They're even. They're 500 home and away the last two seasons. I thought they would, I thought they would dominate at home. 500? Yeah. Well, they're even. Even splits. Yeah, they're home, just as home good and away. Yeah. I was shocked because the Yankees, I think, never win in Tampa. Let's see. Over. It's an easy over. I, it's surprisingly low, so I'll take the over. If it was, I, I was thinking they were going to throw a 90 at me and I was going to take the under. I mean, they won 96 I, games in 2019, 90 in 2018. And then, and then back before that, when I was on that team, <laughs> I got them all the way up to 80. 80 and 82. <laughs> Trevor Plus race. <laughs> yeah, I I was expecting it to be around ninety, and I was gonna take the under, saying I think they win like eighty eight. So I'll take the over now. I'm surprised that it's that low. You can't count I'm the raise out, even if we don't love the, the pitching as much. You can't count them out at all. I don't want to be a hater. I like a lot of the guys on the team. I hope Chris Archer goes and deals and is a Cy Young winner. Um, but. I, I, I'm going to take the under. Rays fans, reach out to Little Poppy. Is there a chance this is the best Rays lineup there's been? Wow. Because I really think there is. I mean, they had Carl Crawford and Longo. B.J. Upton. B.J. Upton. I mean, they, they they had some guys. I, I think it depends on a Rosa Reina. Like, let's be honest. Nobody knows if that dude is... Top tier, if he's all star or if he's solid, or, or he went what up is in the he? prospect ranking, he's huge. I will say this. I will say this. Think about this. Under. Any team that's above them, is there a lower floor than the Rays have? Like the Rays have a low ish floor for where they're ranked right now in our rankings. A low floor. I'm a little lost. Do you think the Mets can finish third? I'm not saying I'm saying record wise. I think the Rays have a chance to lose, like of the teams we have left after this. Yeah, I think they have the lowest floor of the teams that we have left, which makes sense in the rankings, I guess. But I, I, even teams right behind them, like I think the Rays floor is lower than the Oakland A's floor. I don't know. 
Yeah. Kind of splitting hairs. It's an interesting way to look at it. I like what you were going for. I don't think so. I'll I'll put this out there. I'd love it if Rays baseball (laughs) blew up in their face. And it was just a mess. And they're like, you know what? Maybe we went too much, too far into this math baseball game that we've been playing. But I, I would not bet on that. Shift it up, platoon it up. I love this team. Different I hate freaks out I of the pen. It. All right, so Trev's got the under. Jake and I have the over. That's the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays. Under Trev, non-believer, hates the Rays. Says he uh, did not enjoy his time there at all. Kiermaier used to piss in his locker. Hot. Love KK. So hot. You like Freaking KK's God. eyes? Love everything. Cash. He's got some piercing calm it, eyes. Calm it down a little bit. 